Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the companion podcast to digitallydownloaded.net. My name is Alan and I'm going to be your host today. With me we have Old Matt. Old Matt, yes. Hello, which... <laughs> no worries. That was more meant to be like old, but I messed up saying old. Like good old Matt. <laughs> yeah, okay, I could be old Matt, that's fine. I've yeah. accepted this. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> And we also have Harvard as well. Hello, Harvard. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, yeah, I've not offended you in your introduction, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> you still have some? <laughs> oh, yeah, got like approximately like four or so minutes. We can do that. Um, <laughs> so uh, a little bit of news for this week. Uh, we've had a bit of a royal gambling commission happening in the big old London town. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's been... Uh, linked that there's a bit of child gambling happening, and I wonder what could be propagating that. I wonder. It's well, it's a mystery to everyone. It's not like there's a whole bunch of games now that happen to have some gambling ass tactics. <laughs> it's it's almost like it's incredibly gambly. Um, but yeah, loot boxes. Was it like yeah, three I mean, times? Three times as many incidents yes. as child gambling? That's pretty. That's pretty also, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's also like worse than alcoholism apparently now, oh, which is wow. great. And they so the average that they spent was sixteen pound or something a week on this trash. Yeah, so that's, um, that's pretty bad. It's I real bad. I, and the I video industry has. <laughs> yeah, I did hope they got a freaking Hearthstone legendary. I just want next Ramos. It's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. The video game industry is going to go forward and have a big old crash. It's going to be bad. <laughs> I hope it happens really soon so that EA doesn't get a lot of money. Um, yeah, uh, this isn't controversial. Loot boxes are gambling. If you disagree, you're wrong. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> um, Matt, what's, what's happened to you? Oh, Dead or Alive 3 Extreme? No, Dead or Alive Extreme 3. That's the exact name of it. Um, it's coming to Switch, which is great. Really great. Um Koei Tecmo announced it, what, late, or last weekend, actually, when we're recording this. So, um, yeah, they had a big event for Dead or Alive, and they announced some new characters for Dead or Alive 6, and announced that they're making a new version of Dead or Alive Extreme 3 for PlayStation 4 and uh, Switch. So you'll be able to play Dead or Alive Extreme on the train, which is the best thing ever, as far Provided as I'm concerned. <laughs> Providing you import, yes. It's probably not going to come out in English, um, but, yeah. It, it's it's great. I love Dead or Alive Extreme. I still play it. So everyone says, "Oh, it's such a shit game," but no, I still play it. It's good. It's fun. It's still crazy that it's coming out on the Switch. It's like, great. Three years ago, that would have never happened. It's great. I mean, you're going to play it on the train, and people aren't going to sit next to you. You're going to have the whole seat to yourself. It's the perfect strategy to you know make sure that <laughs> make sure that you keep your space on the train. Nobody will come near you. It's great. I love it. Well, if Matt gets glass, we'll know what's happened. <laughs> um, uh, and Harmon, hello. Yeah, hello. I, uh, before I get into my news thing, I just remembered that I think it was yesterday or the day before it was World Twin Tails Day. So here's one for Matt out there. Jesus. Happy Twin Tails Day. Wow, I missed that. That's awesome news. Twin Tails are the best. And my piece of news is <laughs> just turn it and move on. Oh. My news is. The, they've released some screenshots of the upcoming Monster Hunter film, which is directed by Paul Anderson, and 
it looks very much to Monster Hunter as what the Resident Evil films were to Resident Evil. So, well, that's I'm super on. okay with that. That's not <laughs> yeah. surprising. Same director. Yeah, absolutely. And like Tony Jaa, who's I don't, I'm pronouncing his last name wrong, but he's a famous uh, Thai martial artist is in the film as well. Oh, and, is he? Suddenly, yeah. much more interested. He's great. I love his um, Ong Bak films. They're awesome. Yeah, yeah, and he's playing. I, I don't think the lead, like he's holding this giant sword. Like I'm sure. I'm no, because Mila Jovovich is the lead because Paul W. Anderson likes Mila Jovovich, <laughs> which is fair enough. <laughs> they were, they were, they were married for a while. I'm not sure. Oh, they were. They, yeah, I'm not sure oh, if they still are or not. But yes, he does like her just a little bit. <laughs> really pleasant, actually. <laughs> it's a really wholesome story for this this mm. Nestle Hunter movie. <laughs> Yeah, so if you haven't seen that screenshot, it's all over Twitter. People were making memes out of it. I'm sure you've seen <laughs> it by now. It it looks, certainly looks better than the Lion King live action um, trailer. See, I don't know why you have an issue with that. I saw it I and was like, that's oh, fine. I hate that. I really hate that. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> off to some music. <laughs> <laughs> First part of the journey, I was looking at all the life. There were plants and birds and drugs and things. There was sand and hills and trees. The first thing I met was a fly with the birds and the sky with no clouds. The heat was hot and the ground was dry, but the air was full. With no name, it felt good to be above the rain. In the desert, you can remember your name. Cause there ain't no one for to give you no pain. With no name, it felt good to be above the rain. In the desert, you can remember your name, cause there ain't no one for to give you no pain. Under the city, runs a hard man, a 
with no name It felt good to be out of the rain In the desert You can remember your name Almost there ain't no one for to give you no pain Back from that, we've got to talk about some video games coming out because apparently video games come out these days. Wowie. Um, so by the time that you're listening to this, it will be very close to December, which is very exciting because it means that you might have holidays, which means you can play video games, which means you can play Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> now the world's moved on from Red Dead Redemption 2, Alan. They shouldn't. Time you um, shouldn't do it. <laughs> on to the games of December. On to the games of December. So first of all, um, I think it's important to note that there is the PlayStation Classic launch on December 3, which, you know what, I'm still excited for it. People had a bit of a whinge and a moan about the game content, but honestly, like, who cares? It's still got, like, it has really rogue calls in it, like Persona 1, which I like a lot. <laughs> so, good on them. Um, that's coming out on the 3rd. We've got Just Calls 4 on December 4, which is pretty exciting. And we've got the Persona dancing collections uh, so that's both uh moonlight and starlight as well as is p5 out yet is p5 uh, no p4 dancing all night p4 dancing all night is a bonus if you buy the special edition which has p3 and p5 dancing in it so you there can get go. all three in one yes 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 they all come out together um, we've also got Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, which is the single-player Gwent game, which I've heard is actually quite good. That's coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, and also Gwent, the Witcher card game, which is the multiplayer component as well. Um, we've got Subnautica coming out on PS4. Now, if you've not played Subnautica before, it's a uh, really interesting underwater sort of survival game that isn't randomly generated. So it's a bit different to what you might expect so if you go into that have a good time with it if you have horrible water fear you're not going to like it so don't play that <laughs> um matt would you like to take over from me oh take jesus over. okay throw yeah. me on the spot throw me on the yeah. spot why don't you all right uh, the council the Council, Complete Edition, that comes down on December 4th. So the Council has been an episodic game series that's been running over the past year, and it's actually really good. It's very um, it's very high-class kind of mystery kind of thing, um, and it's really difficult to properly explain, but if you play it, it's actually really good, and I recommend looking into that one, actually, um, for everybody, not just for weird people. Um, 
Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Let's see. If you're into if you're into arcadey like races, Gear Club Club Unlimited Two comes out on the Switch in December. That's actually the first one was playable and enjoyable enough. Uh, the second one hopefully is a bit better. I like I don't know as as a fan of racing games, I think that's still a bit of a blind spot for the Switch. So I'm hoping Gear Club Two is a good one. Uh, Last Remnant Remastered comes out on December six. That's one of Square Enix's classics, and that's I'm really looking. Isn't it? No, that's uh, Edge of Eternity, isn't it? Last Remnant is a bit different. Is okay. that the, the steampunk Sega one? Uh, that's it. That's um, that's the other one. That's the uh, last. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the last Remnant is a JRPG that a lot of people did not play. Obviously, uh, it was originally released on, I think, Xbox and PC. Um, now it's out, coming out on PS4 as well. Oh, so I wonder why no one played it if it was released on Xbox and PC as a JRPG. Yeah, this is why we're all very confused by this. Oh, wait, this is the Square Enix one, right? Yes. yes. I do remember this now. I have it. I have never played it. There you go. Um, so December 7th is a bit of a big day for game releases. And no, I'm not talking about PUBG on PS4 because nobody cares about that anymore. Um, we've got Smash Super Smash Brothers Ultimate coming out on Switch. And we just know everybody's going to buy that. Let's not bother talking about that because we will on the podcast, I'm sure. There's also um, Kat Katamari Damacy yeah. Roll, which is great. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I mean, I'll probably get review codes for them, so I probably don't have to worry about buying them. But if I was only buying at them and I had to choose between Smash Brothers and Katamari, I would seriously be tempted to get Katamari, to be honest. No, you'd you pick PUBG. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. I would. Okay, so after that, that's the start. That's the first seven days of December. It's going to be a busy month, um, which is odd because December is usually a quiet month for game releases. But... Um, it does slow down a little bit in the second half of the month. We've got Earth Defense Force 5 that comes out on PS4 on December 11. If anybody has taste, they like Earth Defense Force because it's fun, it's silly, it's nonsense, and it's great. Uh, Kingdom 2 Crowns is this kind of 2D simulation city builder thing. Uh, it comes out on December 11. The first one was actually really good, and I hope people look at this one. It's very pixel graphics and looks very indie-like, but it's... Um, it's actually quite good underneath. Uh, what else have we got? We've got Gris coming out on December 13. That game is gorgeous. Very, very beautiful game. Um, Borderlands 2 VR, if you're into... If you like bad games. If you like, yeah. If you like bad games and you want to play bad games in VR, you can do that on December 14. Um, what <laughs> else actually we got? I get some hate for that. <laughs> oh, Fit that is bad. Another game that I'm oddly looking forward to, uh, Fitness Boxing. In Europe, that comes out on December 21, and that's by Nintendo, so it's kind of like their Wii Fit kind of thing for Switch. Um, and I don't know, I'm intrigued by it. I am intrigued by that one. Um, I can see it working, definitely, because you hold the controller things in your hands. And... Oh, so you with like Shadow Box with the Yeah, Shadow, shadow Box oh. with the controllers. I'm kind of looking forward to that. That could be good. And then finally... On December 27, Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Definitive Edition. Now, we've already played the Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends like three times, but it's coming out on Switch, and that's a good thing because that's actually one of the better Warriors games in recent years, and it's a big one. So there's one that's 
uh, coming out that's not on this list, and I don't know why, but there's also an Atelier collection coming out. I think I, think it's I know why. <laughs> why is that? Because it's a pretty obscurish game, but that's all right. Not in this podcast. Atelier's not so obscure these days. Co has done a pretty good job of building it up. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that comes out in December. I might be wrong, and it might be early January, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it comes out in December. It's certainly worth looking forward to. It's a collection of the first three Atelier games that were released on PlayStation 3. Uh, that's Rorona, Totori, and Maruru. And that's a lot of that's a lot of classically charming JRPG action for you. Wonderful. Well, that's a bunch of games, isn't that's it? That's a bunch of games. What are you looking forward to, Harvard? Um, actually, one that we didn't get to mentioning was this game called Dusk and... If it is what I think it is, I think I previewed it a few months ago, but it's like what what Doom would have been like if it was made now, like with modern sensibilities, but with the old school graphics and the fast movement. So it's it's actually a lot of fun, and it take it riffs on a lot of um, horror movie tropes, and it creates a good atmosphere along with the gameplay. So I really enjoyed isn't it that. already out? Because I, I think thought, it's on Steam. I thought it was on early access. Is Dust the Doom one or the Heretic one? Because there has been two. Doom one, I think. The heretic one was mm -hmm. interesting. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not overly keen oh, about the Doom one, but the the heretic one, I'm really keen on. Um, whatever that one was, because I was a big <laughs> fan of Heretic back in the day, um, and I'd like to play a modern Heretic. No, that's good. Heretic was good, Alan. I'm sure it was. I was just like four years old when it came out. <laughs> you know, I've been like two. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, hey, that's cool. If you're into shooters, pick that one up. It should be a good time. Hooray. Um, I'm not going to say what I'm looking forward to because Smash is existing and like I don't really have much else to say other than it's Smash. And, other like, than you're you... getting Katamari instead, right? I'm getting Katamari as well. Oh, as well? <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. big month for you, Alan. Yeah, I'm going to buy two Switch games, more Switch games than I've bought the entire time it's existed. Which is wonderful. <laughs> I'm not angry at all. It's fine. Um, Matt, what are you looking forward to? Uh, oh, Dynasty Warriors. Um, always <laughs> by default, I guess. I, I like Dynasty Warriors Extreme Legends Eight. Having it on my Switch will be a good thing indeed. So yeah, looking forward to that. Obviously, Smash Brothers. I'm a huge fan of Smash. Um, a lot of people don't seem to realize that, but I am. <laughs> I've been playing the Smash Brothers se series since the N64. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of keen for that by default. And Katamari is just joyful and happy, and it's going to be a brilliant game. It's and going to be sick. I'm so looking forward to having Katamari on the go again. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to head to some music. We're going to play some Katamari music because Katamari is great. Yeah. Good music. Come on, everybody! Sweet, na 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 na
of wildly crazy music that's katamari for you um so on to something with a completely different tone let's talk about darksiders darksiders three is out by the time you tune into this podcast so i can talk about it in full and it is a really good game it's something that we've been looking forward to i think people who are fans of darksiders and darksiders 2 
have been looking forward to it for quite a while. It almost didn't come because the publisher, THQ, went belly up and the license was in limbo. But thank goodness Nordic Games, now THQ Nordic, bought it and then started to work on it again because, yeah, it's very different. And I guess we'll talk about this in a moment because Alan wasn't a big fan of the last two. I think it's worth him having a look at this one um, because it is different. It's very different. But it's really good. Um, it's it's very actiony. Uh, it's got the same kind of um, apocalypse, hell on earth, uh, four riders of the horsemen, all of that kind of stuff. That theme is there. It's still very strong, and uh, it really taps into Christian revelations mythology in a way that's really appealing. So yeah, big big fan of this one. Probably won't probably won't roll over the world like um, certain other blockbusters this year, but I certainly think it's up there with one of the better high production value games that have been released this year. Mm. But yeah, Alan, I know you're not a huge fan of the last two. What were your problems with the last two? And let's see if I can convince you to buy this one. So the so I played the first one when it came out and I wanted a Zelda game and I got a Zelda game that just wasn't as good as Twilight Princess. So I didn't like it very much. Um, and then I played... No, so what ended up happening was I never bought two myself, but I got it in every single Humble Bundle that ever came out, ever. <laughs> oh, same. So I've got like four copies of that game now in various ways. Like I've got an American account PS4 version. I've got a regular account PS4 version. I've got a PC version. And then some other like launcher version. I don't know. I've, I tried to play it a lot because um, I heard that it was Diablo-like with its weapon stuff, which was interesting. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, found it really frustrating for no reason. And a lot of the puzzles were just the worst puzzles from Zelda, but over a longer stretch of time, I felt. <laughs> it's like, you're going to move this ball, and then you're going to pick it up, and you're going to move it some more as the game. Um, I don't know. The gameplay wasn't... It just wasn't interesting enough for me to justify playing over you know, anything like God of War or... Anything like that, to be totally brutally honest. Um, yes. The games are fine. It, they always appear to be just like average to me. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the good thing, I guess, is that nobody will be comparing Darksiders 3 to Zelda. It's definitely none of that kind of heritage in there anymore. Um, I never... To be honest, I never really thought that Darksiders was like Zelda. I know people make that comparison all the time, but they make that comparison with Okami as well, and I wasn't sure about that i'm not sure about making that comparison with the original darksiders either i mean yes it has elements that are obviously borrowed from what zelda did but to me actually what darksiders felt more like was um a good version of dante's inferno <laughs> um that is correct that game is atrocious <laughs> so dante's dante's inferno was a pretty bad god of war clone with a pretty interesting setting um, because it was a trip through hell and stuff. And I always felt the, the way that, I guess, the Four Horsemen tapped into that same kind of theme, that Christian kind of hell um, horror theme, may was kind of the dominant part of Darksiders. So for me, that was the reason that I was playing, and that was the reason that I found it quite intriguing. Um, and I guess that kind of followed on to the second one. The third one, and I hate to say this because everybody hate makes this comparison too easily these days. The third one feels to me a little bit like um, Dark Souls. Dark Souls? Yeah. Oh, no. Not in terms of the way it plays, but the way that it kind of focuses on the actual design of the world itself, the level design. It's this, oh. big, it, it's this big kind of interconnected, like, 
giant dungeon basically uh and, and as you move through it you get shortcuts back and forth and all that kind of stuff and and there's kind of teleport points and whatever but the the the, the level design is quite intricate and it does a good way of projecting what's coming up um so a good example early on is uh the second boss i think it is the second boss you actually see the second boss who is wrath one of the seven deadly sins and he's doing his thing being wrath and, and fighting a whole bunch of angels you actually see him doing that for about 20 minutes before you get up to his battle like he'll kind of pop into the screen and i think that that is a, a really clever bit of level design and yeah it, the, the way that the the labyrinth or the map kind of works has been really the kind of the most appealing thing for me with darksiders so it has a different tone to darksiders one and two is what i'm saying and i think based on the reasons that you're not a huge fan of those two um you might like this one there's also no treasure chests <laughs> oh thank god there are um, no treasure chests I think no. another reason why I didn't like Darksiders 1 was because it came out during like the Dante's Inferno and Castlevania Lords of Shadow period of time where everyone was a big burly <laughs> bloke who killed demons. Yeah. <laughs> or like, like there was three games in a row that were just the same and I didn't care for any of them. So, yeah, uh, yeah at least there's something different now. Apparently it's like Dark Souls. <laughs> so... Just, just the level design. It's also very difficult. It's a very difficult game. Um, I actually dropped it down to the lowest difficulty in my first run through because I found it that hard right from the first boss, which turns up pretty much straight away, actually. Um, so, yeah, the, it, it's certainly a very challenging game, especially if you're not that used to very fast action games. Um, the character's quite good, too. I'd like Fury. Um, Fury? She's a whip, right? Yeah, she's got a she's got, whip. She's got Ivy's whip. Basically. And she's she's got a personality. She's a little bit like an angry Bayonetta. <laughs> um, that's a good... Yeah, I guess that's probably the best way to describe her. Angry ang angry Bayonetta. So, uh, and just as lethal in combat, which is pretty cool. Hmm. I like that. Imagining Bayonetta with like frowny, like big frowny eyebrows right now. But like really badly <laughs> photoshopped eyebrows though. Like, well done. <laughs> But yeah, she's quite cool. So yeah, it's all quite intriguing. It's quite a pretty game. Uh, I mean, it has that kind of same Darksiders sheen. It looks quite unrealistic and cartoonish, I guess, but darkly so, which is good. Um, and yeah, I I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, you haven't played much of the Darksiders games. Why not? Are you going to play this one? Uh... uh... <laughs> That honest, was the most non-committal sound I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's how I feel about the series. It's just like, uh, but I guess also to me, it was just hearing it was like Zelda because I'm not a huge fan of Zelda, but um, it's more interesting to hear Matt say it's like Dark Souls because I'm interested in that big unfolding world design more than I am in like collecting items to get to the next part of the game. So... I don't know. Maybe I'll try it out. It's yeah. it, it is, like I said, it is very different to the first two. Luckily, you don't have to have played the first two to play the third. It's not one of those sequels that has assumed knowledge of previous titles, um, which is good. Um, and, oh, you'll be happy to know, Alan, the puzzles are much simpler this time around. Oh, is it still is it still going to have crate puzzles in, like, this modern era? Yeah, no, it doesn't have those kinds oh, of puzzles. It's, it's got... that exists. It, it's yep. got... It's got the occasional irritating puzzle, but nothing that's going to stump you for long enough to become frustrating, if that makes sense. Um, I, yeah. They're almost, I mean, it's kind of modern game design, I guess, is to make sure that the player doesn't stop moving 
constantly forwards. Um, and if you had complex puzzles, people would, and that would annoy people, so they don't. Um, they make it quite easy, quite straightforward, and you'll get through them pretty quickly. And then on to the next fight. The fights are definitely the focus. Um, and that yeah, good. in addition to the bosses, because you are hunting down the seven deadly sins, and they're all really nicely done visualizations of each of the sins. Um, there's also plenty of really tough enemies that you can encounter along the way usually just slightly off the beaten track with some treasure uh which is like dark souls like glowing orb things i'm um, coming off a dead body treasure mm. um and yeah usually they're oh, not usually often the best ones are protected by really kind of difficult enemies and there's plenty of combat challenge in there so yeah big fan okay very happy with cool. this game very happy. Probably won't sell well because it's a release in December and whatever. It's, and it's coming out November 27th, I believe, which oh, is sorry. not a good time. <laughs> it's not and, a good time at all. And yeah, it's coming out you know, after Red Dead Redemption 2, Fallout 76, Battlefield 5, and, and every other. Black Ops 4, which is still doing really well. And Black Ops 4. So people have already got their fill of AAA blockbusters. Um, but I just feel like you're gonna throw up as soon as you said blockbuster. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we are talking about Fallout Fallout seventy six. Oh, that's not selling well as well. No one's bought Battlefield that. Battlefield Five <laughs> and yeah, blockbusters are not uh, not good. But anyway, yeah. I mean, Red Dead Redemption is there. Red Dead Redemption. And I, I don't I don't actually think this is a blockbuster game anyway. It's more like one of those you know double A whatever. Um, you know, kind it's of a hitman. Yeah, it's that next next level above indie, but not quite major blockbuster game. So it's got good production values, but it's not, you know, mainstream designed for. It's still for sure. at it's still at heart a, a it, it feels like a, a Japanese action game developed by Western people. So that doesn't have the mainstream or I guess appeal. But yeah, you, it's good. You know what you could you could do though is just buy Bayonetta. You could you could play it's a Japanese Bayonetta. game made by Japanese people. <laughs> but you see, Bayonetta is not on PlayStation Four, and this one's Rising not. Revengeance will be though. This Hopefully. one's not coming out on Switch, so at all. No, it's Shocking. not coming out. No, no I, I, I think it's a little bit beyond what the Switch can do, just in terms of the scale of the environments. Um, it has a pretty impressive uh, sense of space. But then again, Dark Souls came out on Switch, and it does the same thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe it can't right. be a switch release. I don't know. Uh, let's pick some music from Darksiders then. Let's go with that. Does Darksiders have music? I don't even remember. It's just it does now. <laughs> Something from Darksiders 1, Alan, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>